One thing that most real estate transactions have in common is the home inspection. In this episode, we discuss what to expect from your home inspection in the Florida Keys. Welcome to Florida Keys Real Estate Podcast. I am your host, April Struess, and today we are going to discuss home inspections, the different types of home inspections, and why they are important. On our show today, we have local expert Mark Hall with Home Pro Inspections of the Keys. Welcome, Mark. Hi, April. How are you today? Good. Yourself? I'm doing well. It's great for you to invite me to sit down with you to talk today. Uh, So, Mark, tell us about Home Pro Inspections of the Keys and yourself. We've been in business here in the Keys for the last 22 years. We started doing home inspections in 1998. Um, That was after moving here from the Jacksonville area. We had a building company up in Jacksonville prior uh, to coming here. So it was a little bit of a change for us, but... uh, We felt uh, we had the right background to do inspections here in the Keys, and we've done over 7,000 over the last 22 years, and we have three inspectors working with us now, so we're growing. In addition to doing home inspections, though, as a certified general contractor, we also do new construction custom single-family homes. We only build, you know, one or two of those a year, but like I say, it keeps us uh, pretty busy, and it keeps our hand in to understanding anything that's related to housing. Yeah, and that's actually a good point, what you said about uh, being also a general contractor, is that then you're up on the codes, uh, the kind of permit process, what inspectors are looking for. So that's a nice, besides just being a home inspector, having that kind of extra niche, I think is important. Yeah, home inspections, you know, for the, you know, information of your clients aren't really about code. There are some aspects of code that we do utilize to make sure that if we have an unsafe situation in a home or whatever, that we use those guidelines, but it's not a code inspection. And the reason is, is because we have a tremendous range of dates of construction for homes. So if we're inspecting a home that was built in the 60s, to try and compare it to the current, you know, Florida Building Code from 2017, there's really no comparison. So it's not a fair barometer to use. So what we do when we do a home inspection, we focus more on the function of the components of the home and if the components within the home are safe, because obviously safety for us is a paramount concern for our clients. Good to know. And you mentioned something. What do you look for on home inspection? I think I want to generally know what a home inspection is, but, you know, just let's go kind of explain what is a home inspection. And besides safety, why is it important to get a home inspection? Absolutely. I mean, I think to kind of simplify it is is that basically a home inspection is an overview of the condition of all the components uh, within a home. You know, we look at the structure, the electrical, the roof, the air conditioning equipment, the plumbing. Uh, the electrical, all those things are addressed during a home inspection. Now, of course, there are some things that we can't inspect, things that are underground or enclosed within walls, things that are not visible we can't inspect, but most of the other components we can inspect. And so it's pretty in-depth because we're looking for deficiencies. We don't look for cosmetic things. We look for things that are not functioning in the manner of their original intent. And then, of course, we also are looking for any safety-related concerns that might go along with that. So it's kind of a twofold thing. I think the most important thing, though, is, is that for a home inspection is to be able to provide the buyer with a real level of comfort as to what it is that they're purchasing. Because even if there's bad news, 
as long as you know it and you understand it, it makes the whole process easier for people to deal with because there's nothing more scary than the unknown. And if they know what the issues are, they understand how to take care of them, it makes the whole process a lot easier for them, whether they ultimately buy that home, that particular house or not, but at least it helps them through that process. And I think that's a very important part of a home inspection is to provide that, that level of comfort so that people can sleep at night and not worry about what they're buying. And I agree with you because I think what happens a lot, obviously, is when a buyer looks at a house, they're excited. I mean, they, they find, we've looked for hundreds of houses. You finally find the house that you love and you're, mm-hmm. you kind of have, you're not really seeing the house for what it is. You're seeing, oh my gosh, I found my dream house. So I think it's important to get a home inspection, to have someone who doesn't have any game in it, who you don't care if they do buy or not. So it's not like you have anything to gain if they buy it. So you have someone come in who can really honestly look at the place. That's true. And the other thing, too, is is that for home buyers, as you said, it's a very emotional process. And a lot of times you'll see where home buyers will have blinders on when they go into a home. All they see are the good things. They don't necessarily see the other aspects of the home. I'm, I've been on home inspections where I've heard the, the husband say, oh, honey, look, there's a third bedroom. I didn't even know there was a third bedroom here. And those are the things that being a part of that inspection process, because most of our clients, unfortunately, because they're from all around the world or different parts of the country and they're buying a second home, we don't always have the benefit of having the client with us. But when we do, it's great because they get to see every nook and cranny. They get to kind of relax a little bit and not feel pressured to have to leave quickly or whatever that they're inconveniencing the homeowner. And it allows them opportunity to really get to know the home better and understand it. So again, that guy kind of goes back to my comment that with regard to providing a comfort level for our clients, that it really does help, especially if they can attend the inspection as well. Yeah. And that's so true. And also, like you're saying, you might find something and they might've noticed it before. I've had this happen. They're like, oh, I'm really concerned about that. And then once you do a home inspection, having you there say, well, yes, this might be a concern, but, you know, it's fixable or whatever. True. It might just give them like, OK, I can deal with that or right. opposite. I, that's not worth it to me. Let's move on to the next house. It becomes an issue of perspective because um, sometimes people can take a small concern and just it multiplies in their brain to the point where they just think it's the end of the world. And in most cases, it's not. I mean, because as a builder, as a general contractor and as a home inspector, we kind of look at things from the standpoint of, well, yes, there's an issue here, but this can be fixed and this is how you go about taking care of it. And once the client understands that, it makes it a lot easier for them to deal with it. Now, of course, that takes out the financial aspects of it because, of course, there could be a financial expense related to an item of concern or that needs to be repaired. But it's easier, I think, for the client to be able to be in a position of if they have to renegotiate or they have to find a remedy for that particular problem. As long as they clearly understand it, it makes that whole process easier. Yeah, I agree. I think always the more information you have, the better. And how you want to use it is up to you, but at least having the information. Exactly. That's true. So they get a home inspection. How long, and obviously it depends on the type of home, how big the home is, but kind of what are the time frame? How long does it usually take to do a home inspection? Well, for us, because we're a multi-inspector firm, we kind of do tag team uh, inspections. Typically, there's uh, at least two of us, and on most days, there's three And so it takes us in most homes that are, say, an average 2,000, 2,500 square foot home, around two hours to do the actual field work of the inspection, which is gathering the information and compiling that uh, into our reporting system. And if our client is with us, what we usually do is we do an overview of the items that we have, you know, inspected 
with them prior to leaving the property so that when they leave there, they have a pretty good handle on what sort of issues there are. Now for us, our turnaround is very quick. I mean, there are many times where if we do an inspection in the morning and we're done with the inspection process by 11 o'clock or so, and we have a 1.30 afternoon inspection, we will usually get that report finished and out the door to the client before we even go to our second inspection. But in either case, if we have a really busy day where we have larger homes, or it's a situation where we have uh, things that delay us throughout the day, either way, we get all of our reporting done the same day. The client gets the information typically before six o'clock in the evening, and that includes their home inspection report and their insurance windstorm four-point report, whatever they need. We try and get everything done to them the same day. And that is so important, especially because usually the home inspection is done during the due diligence process. And Typical due Mm -hmm. diligence process time frame is 15 days. So you're kind of racing the clock. And the home inspection is usually the big key during that time frame. And and so if something comes back that's not favorable, it gives them time to decide do they want to stay in or get out of the contract. So getting that home inspection back the same day is very important to the buyer. Yeah. Well, the other thing, too, is is that sometimes people get kind of sandwiched between their home inspection and getting all their due diligence work done for their title company for their closing. And so having the insurance forms especially done rapidly is a significant plus because it enables them to get multiple prices for their windstorm insurance or their homeowner's insurance. And that can be beneficial to people. It gives them time to shop around and they don't feel like they're being forced to have to make a decision as to who they're going to use the same day or or within a 24-hour period. The one thing I would say to the real estate community that if, you know, is please give us as much leeway and time as possible. And the reason is, especially at this time of the year in the the winter and spring, we are extremely busy. We're probably doing 35 to 40 inspections a, a month. And we get backed up sometimes, and it is helpful to have a little bit of leeway time-wise. But I will say this, if there's an emergency and somebody needs to get something done, call us, we will figure it out. We'll move some things around if need be, um, because there's nothing worse than being panicked because you can't get your inspection done within the time frame. So, you know, we do our best to help our clients with that when, when necessary. Right, right. And you mentioned something insurance, which is obviously big here. So, Besides the home inspection, you know, another important key, especially down here, is windstorm mitigation, four-point insurance inspection. Absolutely. For people who aren't from here, don't know what that means, why do you need either? What are they? Sure. I'll explain both. The thing is, is that for a windstorm, I know that's, you know, that may sound like a just a generalization, but a windstorm mitigation report is basically a report that outlines for the insurance company and also for the client what sort of mitigating features a home may have that would make it to be able to be more resistant to hurricane force winds than a typical house that didn't have those protections in place. So what we're talking about are things like impact rated windows and doors or hurricane shutters or how the roof is connected to the structure, the wall of the house, how the plywood in the roof is nailed, how many nails, what the spacing of the nails are. Does the home have a new FBC, Florida Building Code compliant roof All those things can be significant credits to the buyer, which are credits off of the premiums that they pay for their windstorm insurance. Now, if a home buyer is a cash buyer and doesn't have a mortgage, they don't necessarily have to have windstorm insurance, although it's it's recommended. But people that have a mortgage, they have to have it because the bank is going to protect their interests and they want to make sure that there's a windstorm policy in place. So our experience has been is, is that People that 
have a windstorm mitigation done, whether they already own the property or if they're just buying a new property, can save significant amount of money on their insurance. And we see some cases where we're talking 20, 25, 30% or more based upon the differences that are discovered during the windstorm inspection report versus how the house is being rated as a standard rating. Because what the insurance companies do, and this is little known, is they actually rate all houses when they do their preliminary pricing for the uh, premiums as a non-protected home. In other words, it doesn't have impact windows or doors, doesn't have shutters, doesn't have hurricane straps, doesn't have a new roof. And that's where they base it from. So that's why we see such exorbitantly high prices for windstorm insurance. So by having that mitigation report done, our clients are seeing significant savings as a result. Now, let's say we do a windstorm on a home that doesn't have much in the way of mitigating features. And so it's just basically reaffirming what the insurance company may have already assumed. What that does is that report tells the client what you can do to improve your home so that you can gain those credits later on. Because if you make an improvement, your insurance company is required to reduce the monthly premiums, and that can save significant money for clients over time. So we recommend windstorm inspections for people that are buying new homes, and we recommend it for people that are in homes that have not had a previous mitigation done because it can save them money. Now, the other insurance reporting that we do is what's known as a four-point inspection report. And a four-point inspection report is typically done on homes that are 30 years old or older. And the reason for it is, is that this is really more for the insurance company than it is for the home buyer. But what it does is it helps the insurance company to understand what their risk is for any particular home. So if you have a house that's 30 years, 40 years old, whatever, and everything in that house is still original, like the, the original water heater, you know, the original old fused electrical panel, all those old things are still in that house and it has an old roof the risk to the insurance company is considerably higher from your homeowner's insurance standpoint. So that's why we do four-point reports is because it helps the insurance company to say, okay, wow, this house has got a new electrical panel, it's got new roof, it's got a new uh, air conditioning system, and it's got new plumbing. And what that does is it enables our clients to be able to get a much less expensive homeowner's insurance policy. So that's what it's typically based on for the four-point report. Now, there are some, and we're seeing this lately, where some insurance companies are saying, well, we want a four-point on a house that's only 25 years old or 20 years old. And that's just because of the different companies. But most of the ones we do down here, they only ask for it if the home is over 30 years old. Good information. So one question I know I get is, impact windows, shutters, and the credit for the openings. Correct. So if the house has shutters on almost all the windows, but missing some, do they get the credit or do they not get the credit? No, they do not. It's an all or nothing deal when it comes to hurricane shutters. So if you have a home that has 10 windows and nine of them have shutters, you don't get the credit. All 10 windows have to be protected. Now that can be either verifiable shutters, and I'll explain that in a moment, or verifiable impact-rated assemblies, windows or doors. But the thing is, when I say verifiable, what that means is, is that for us to be able to certify that those components are compliant with what the insurance company needs to be able to provide you with the discounts, there has to be labeling or etching on the components stating that they meet the MDCA and the testing requirements that are intended to verify that those components were designed to protect properly. So we do find a lot of homes where they'll have shutters, 
But there are older shutters that were possibly prior to Hurricane Andrew, uh, because that's when everything changed was after Hurricane Andrew, because they realized they were testing for the wrong thing. They were testing for wind pressure instead of testing for impact. So now that once they learned that they needed to test for impact, it changed all the testing criteria for these components. So some of those old ones are no longer considered verifiable or viable. So there are times where we cannot verify because there's no etching, no labeling or whatever. There are remedies for that, but it can be a little confusing, but we try and help our clients to get through the remedy process to be able to get those things certified. But it is important to have every glazed opening protected. Now, when we talk about solid doors, the insurance companies wanna see an outswing door that is locked with a one inch throw deadbolt and has been tested for impact rating. So a lot of the insurance companies, even if we have a solid door that does not have a shutter, they are not writing the insurance in many cases. Some underwriters will and some won't. So there are cases where we'll have a house where all the openings that are glazed, that are glass are protected, but there might be a door or two that does not have protection and they're making them have that door protected to be able to get the credits. But in most cases, the few hundred dollars that it costs to put a shutter on a door or a window is far, far less expensive than what the cost of the premiums are. So the savings are usually significant enough to far outweigh the cost to make the improvement. A lot of people we're seeing now too are that are buying say older homes. What they're doing is they're renovating the homes and they're putting in impact windows and doors because that's becoming the trend now. The new homes that we build, we put in all impact rated windows and doors and most of the new homes that are under construction we see now have everything that's impact rated. So it makes it much easier to verify those. And that includes the verification of the glass being laminated safety glass, which is designed for impact as well. Okay, good information. Cause you know, that's always, that's just the question is those impact windows, doors and shutters. So it's kind of, it's nice to hear explained out loud exactly how it is. Yeah, what I would suggest is for any clients or customers that are concerned or they're interested in having a windstorm inspection done on their home, whether they're buying it or it's one that they already own, is to just call our office because we explain these things to people very clearly so that they know what they need to do to get those things in place prior to us doing an inspection so that we don't have to charge them to come back. Because if they can make a few simple changes and I can talk them through each type of protection that they need before we even get there, we don't charge for that. We do that 10 times a week and it's free. We do it for anyone that calls and needs information. So anyone that needs uh, help or has questions about windstorm or four points or even home inspections, please just call us and we'll be happy to help with that. That's great. Okay, so we have a buyer who had their home inspection, got their wind mitigation report, but they also are buying a house on the water. So they're concerned about their seawall or dock or if they have mm -hmm. boat lifts or davits. Do you guys inspect those and how does that work and what do you look for? We absolutely do. In fact, we probably do the highest volume of dock and seawall inspections of anyone in the state. And I actually teach how to do dock and seawall inspections to home inspectors all around the state. Um, we do that class for home inspectors every three to five years uh, to help them understand what they need to look for. And basically a, a dock is like a floor and a seawall is like a wall. And so the concept of what to look for in an inspection is relatively simple for us, but it can be a little confusing and it can be a little scary for homeowners. So what we're looking for is first and foremost is the structure of the dock the pilings, if it's got, you know, pilings or it's a wood dock that's out over the water, 
what is the condition of the structure of those components? And is there anything that looks like it's in either imminent failure or there's a potential of failure in the future? Are there cracks or the things that need to be repaired? We look at all of that. But in addition to looking at the structure, we also look at what is happening with the grade? Where's the water going in the backyard? Is the water running off the roof and then running through the backyard and then slamming into the back of the seawall and then eroding behind the seawall? We look for those sorts of things because that can be a problem for people uh, in the future. Not only can someone fall in the gap and you know maybe injure themselves, but it tends to erode the integrity of that particular structure. But we look for those sorts of things. The other thing is, of course, is that docks are not just docks anymore. Now they're like, that's where people keep their boats. We've got davits, we've got boat lifts, we've got floating watercraft docks, all kinds of components that make up a dock. It's not just the dock itself. So we test and inspect the boat lifts, make sure that the components are in good condition, if there's anything that needs to be maintained or repaired. One of the most common problems that we see with davits, for example, is the cables have started to rust. And of course, you're lifting a heavy vessel, you've got cables that have become weakened because they rusted, they could break, and it could cause damage to the vessel or it could injure someone. But I say we do test all of those components, and we actually have docks and seawalls are integrated as part of our home inspection report. Uh, we don't include that because it is an additional charge because of course, not all of the homes that we inspect have docks or seawalls. So we don't wanna charge people for things that they don't gain the benefit of, but yes, we do them. And we can do either just, we can inspect just the lifts or we can inspect just the dock, whatever people need, we can do for them. And we're very detailed with regard to how we do our dock inspections. Yeah, and that's great because as you said, I mean, we have so much waterfront properties here. It's And that's why a lot of people buy down here is because of our waterway. So they definitely want to make sure that part of their property is safe or knowing the issues. Like you said, if there is anything that was wrong with it or could be wrong with it, it's important to know that. Yeah, I'd say we probably do between 175 to 250 dock and seawall inspections a year. Wow. Uh, including lifts and those. We do a lot of it. So yeah. we're, we're very fortunate. We live in an area where we were blessed with a lot of water. Right. But of course, it can have its issues and trying to help people deal with that is, is part of what we do. Right. So besides single family homes, we also have a large amount of mobile homes or manufactured mm -hmm. homes down here. Do the inspections vary with a mobile home, manufactured home? Or are they similar? What's the big difference? Yes, they do. And let me just kind of clarify for listeners is, is that there's manufactured housing, which is the more modern term mm -hmm. for mobile home. And then there's modular housing, which is the engineered type manufactured in a factory structures they are completely different, and I want people to understand that, that a manufactured home is not engineered or designed to withstand hurricane force winds. A modular home, depending upon when it was built, of course, because this has changed in recent years because as time's gone by, we, you know, after Hurricane Andrew, all those sorts of things that have changed, these homes, we are seeing homes that are modular that are being installed in the Keys that are meeting the current 185 mile per hour wind loads. If you have 185 mile per hour wind with a mobile home, that's gonna cause significant damage to that structure. It's just not designed for that. So there's a significant difference between the two. So a modular home is built more like a traditional stick-built home would be built. In other words, if you built a wood frame home, the plumbing's all done the same way, the electrical's all done the same way, et cetera. Now with manufactured housing or colloquially mobile homes, 
we do have more problems with mobile homes than we do with modular or masonry construction. And the reason is, is just because of the fact that they're just not designed as strong as a traditionally built home. So we have more problems with roof leaks because the structures tend to flex and move when there's high winds. You got to remember it was dragged down the highway behind a big truck. It moves. We get leaks, it seems, around windows. We get water inside walls and we tend to get more rot at the floor systems than we would with traditional housing. And most of the problems we find with mobile homes are actually under, they're underneath the home where we have ductwork that is damaged or insulation that's fallen down, rotted subfloors, things like that. So they are a different animal entirely. And the other thing, and I just wanna point this out is, is that there's a new trend that's been occurring within the insurance industry is, is that they are doing spot checks on mobile home properties after they've closed and after they've issued the insurance. And what they're looking for is they're looking for roof over strapping. And it's becoming a bit of a problem within the industry because in many cases, we cannot determine, in fact, I'd say most cases, we cannot determine if there is a roof over uh, strap because the straps on homes that do have them are usually installed under the skin of the house. So they're behind the wall siding. They go up over the roof, under the roofing, and then they come back down the other side and are anchored down to the ground. We can sometimes see the strap coming up out of the ground and going to the wall of the house, but we can't verify that it goes all the way over because some manufacturers, instead of taking them all the way over, just nailed them to the sides into the framing of the home to provide the tie down. So our concern for buyers that are buying mobile homes is, is that I would recommend that they request a roof over tie down inspection prior to moving too far into that process because there are cases where the insurance companies have been canceling people and making them put these straps up over their roof, which could be a few thousand dollars. So it's one of those things where I do recommend that they you know, consider having that looked at prior uh, to doing that. I'm sorry, our office phone is ringing here. So, But it's just one of those things where we'd hate to see someone have their insurance canceled after they've moved in, because that could be annoying to say the least. So we're very clear with our clients. We make sure that they understand that we will do a full inspection on the property on a mobile, but we can't always verify that those straps. So it is something for them to think about. So the straps, have you noticed, is it the year of the mobile home they changed that or is it who built the home or does it just really depends on if they have it or not? You nailed it. It's (laughs) who built the home. And so what it is, is the problem we run into as inspectors is, is that the manufacturer of the home is the one who decides whether a home, because of its profile, needs roof over strapping or not. And so in most cases, you would have, say, a double wide mobile home that would have, say, four sets of straps that go all the way over. That's only required if the manufacturer required it. Now, they were required on all single wide mobile homes by Florida law, but because of the gray area with the double wides, which is most of the homes that we see, we don't have any way of verifying that. And the problem that we have is is that most of these manufacturers no longer exist. Because most of the homes that are here in the Keys that we see that are are manufactured mobile type homes, most of them were manufactured in the late 70s, 
to early mid 80s. And then we don't see anything that's manufactured after that fact. And the reason is you just can't put them here in the Keys anymore because ever, ever since Andrew, they just don't meet the requirements. So we don't see new mobile homes being installed. But what people do, and here's the advantage of if someone's buying a property that's got a mobile home on it, say they're buying a, a nice canal front you know, lot that's got a mobile home on it, and that's the reason is the main reason is because of the property and, and the water. What they have the benefit of is, is that say they buy a house and the home mobile home's not in the best shape, they have a significant value. And the value is, is that they don't have to go through the ROGO rate of growth ordinance process if they buy a property that has a home existing on it and they want to build a new home. All they need to do is take out the old manufactured home that is there and then bingo, they can get a building permit right away without going through a two or three year process. So it speeds that process up. So from an investment standpoint, I think it's really a benefit for people to be able to, to do that. And I agree with you. I'm glad you brought that up because I've actually had buyers who've done that, who bought a lot, a teardown mobile home, just because, you know, then it's like this great prime lot. You don't have to go through Rogo. It's just exactly. quicker. And it works out for everyone who has a mobile home. So there is, there's benefits. It's just yeah. basically what you're looking for, um, like every other home. What's important to you? Exactly. And the cost of a mobile home here, if it's on, especially if it's on a waterfront piece of property, the value is not the house. The value is the piece of land that it's on. And so when people can rationalize that, it makes it an easier process to say, hey, you know, we might use this house, live in it for four or five years or whatever, use it for vacations. But then in five years, we're taking it out and we're building a brand new house. And that's what's happening in all these neighborhoods. You can see one by one, they're popping up and eventually most of the mobile manufactured housing will be gone and it'll be all new, you know, modular or even concrete constructed homes. Yep. So going back to the mobile homes or manufactured homes, Mm -hmm. uh, do you still then, do you need a wind mitigation report then? Or because I know insurance varies differently or do you get really any credits? No. And the reason for that is that we do do four point reports on mobile homes. And the reason is because, again, that's the insurance company assessing their risk based upon what's in it. And most of the mobile homes here are over 30 years old. So we do a lot of four-point reporting on them. Has the AC been improved? Has the electrical been upgraded? Whatever. But for windstorm, no, there is not a windstorm mitigation program available for mobile homes. So we do not do windstorm on mobiles. They don't qualify for it. Even if they have shutters, it doesn't matter. No, it does not. Now, I'm not saying that having shutters is a bad thing. Obviously, if you have a mobile and you want to put shutters on them, absolutely, it's going to protect your home. Even if they're the older shutters, it is definitely better than not having shutters. I don't know that I would go to the expense of if I was buying a uh, manufactured home, mobile home, and upgrading and putting in impact windows and doors. I don't think the value would be there, but to protect a mobile home's windows and doors with shutters is a great idea. But you just won't get credits off of your insurance for doing that. But you have the peace of mind for doing that. Right, you have the safety. Exactly. Exactly. So moving on to another type of home we have a lot here are condos and townhomes. Uh Uh-huh. So how do home inspections, condo inspections, I guess, would work for, how do they vary differently from a single family home? Yeah, basically a condo inspection is really no different than a home inspection for the most part. The only parts that are not part of a condo inspection, which is why we charge less for condos, is we don't do the roof, we don't do the exterior, and we don't do the structure. Because in many cases, we have you know maybe eight or 10 condos or 40 condos in one building, we don't inspect the entire structure. We focus on the interior, the electrical, plumbing, air conditioning, all those sorts of things that are pertinent. Because most of the 
other components, the roof, the outside, and the structure, those are all covered. The buyer is protected through the condominium association and condominium management. That's part of their protections as a condo. So those things are typically taken care of at that level. I will say this though, if we come to a condo and I, we see you know, structural problems or there's, there's spalling concrete or something that could become a issue where they may end up having assessments that could be expensive. We will make the client aware of that. Even though we haven't done a full structural inspection, we will just put in the structure that we did see things that might they might want to bring to the attention of the condo board so that they can determine has that money already been put in place so that those repairs are already being taken care of? Or is this something where down the road, six months from now, we might get hit with an assessment of four or $5,000 to have those repairs done? So it's, it's just, we do make them aware if we saw that there was an issue of a roof leak, Anytime there's a roof leak, regardless of whether it's a condo, we're going to list that because obviously it's we're not so concerned about the cost of the repair because the condo association will take care of that. Our concern is, is there possibly water going to be damaging the, the condo unit? So, you know, we do uh, we do list those things if they're blatant and we see them. But like I say, that's really about the only difference that there is. Okay. And assuming that the four-point inspection is needed again, if it's older than 30 years... That's very interesting you ask that question. And the reason is, is because in 20 plus years of doing this here, we have never been asked to do a four-point report on a condominium. Oh. Now, when, I know it's <laughs> it's odd. I, I'm not sure what their logic is, but we just don't get asked to do that. And if we did, it would be a rarity because we just don't, you know, we're just not asked to do that by the insurance companies. We would do it if someone wanted one or needed it. But like I say, in many cases, we ask them to check with their insurance agent first because a lot of condos, as I said, it's not something that they ask for. Now, if it's a townhome and it's fee simple where they actually own each individual one, Mm -hmm. even though it's in a condo or deed restricted type setting, then that might be necessary then, uh, just like the outside and the roof would be if it's fee simple. There are some times when we would do it. At Ocean Reef, we do a lot of them that are fee simple, even though they're considered part of a condo. So we do do the roof and do do the structure and and the, the outside. But it just depends upon how the structure is set up with regard to their ownership of that particular unit. Now, with regard to windstorm, in most cases for condominiums, we do what we call an openings only an opening only report that lets the insurance company know, are the windows and doors impact rated? Do they have shutters? Because in most cases, condos have what we call a blanket insurance policy that covers the entire building for their windstorm. But what they don't cover is they don't cover contents. So if there was a wind incident and people's personal private property inside the condo were damaged, that blanket policy probably would not pay for the replacement or repairs that are a result of their contents damage. So there are times when we do opening protection inspections for our clients so that they can get a contents policy related to the wind so that if there is wind damage that causes damage to their personal property, it takes care of it. So it's a bit of a gray area, and there are times when they will ask us to do an inspection on the the roof and the tie downs, but it's rare. And it's usually only in a case where the blanket policy has either expired or has expired paperwork. Because if the paperwork is no longer valid, it's prior to 2012, which is when all the forms were changed and actually changed again in 2018. If they're older forms, many times they do ask us to do the building. We had a call actually this week from an entire condo complex where they wanted us to do windstorm for all of the structures 
all the roofs for all of the buildings. So there are times when it applies, but there are, in most cases, for most clients, it does not when they have an active blanket policy in place. Wow, that has to be a big job for the whole condo. Oh, it can take days, you know, it is. it is, and, and actually, to be honest with you, at Ocean Reef, we end up up there on their condos. We do have to do full windmints on every single condo that we do. And we probably do about 100 or more condos at Ocean Reef every year. And instead of them having the condo association just say, oh, well, let's, we'll just pay to have the whole building done. Right. They're making each individual owner do their own. And it's, to me, I think it's, it's just, it's silly. It doesn't make sense. They should just pay to have a whole building done. Then they don't need to do that anymore. But, right. you know, we'll, we'll do whatever anyone wants. So, you know, right. we, we try to right. accommodate. Okay. So you talked about home inspections, about inspecting the seawall, the docks, the davits, the boat lifts, discussed wind mitigation, four-point inspection. What other inspections are we missing? What other ones uh, do you cover? We do. I mean, pr- we do pretty much everything. The only things it might be easier to say what we don't do. We don't, <laughs> we don't do termite inspections. However, we do look for indications when we do a home inspection, if there is any indication of insect damage. The only thing is, is that we listed in the report as wood boring insect damage because we don't want to cross out of our license. Okay. We are licensed to do specific things and termites is not one of them. And so what we always do is if we see indications, wings or fraz, you know, which is their waste, we recommend that they get a termite inspector to come and take a look as well. So that's one thing that we do not do. The other thing is mold. We do look for signs of mold. If we see evidence of mold growth, we will make sure that our client is aware of that, but we do not test for it. And if there is a situation where it looks like there's a problem, we recommend that they consult with a a mold mitigator or a mold remediation specialist to have that taken care of. We're very careful that we live within the confines of the limits of our licensure because a lot of people do things that they're not supposed to do and we try and avoid that uh, just so that we don't cause a problem for ourselves or for our client we can also do water testing we can do lead paint testing we can either you know do swabs if someone has a concern uh, specifically for lead paint but it's very rare lead paint is something that's pretty easy to understand if the house was built before 1978, there's a chance. If the house was built after 1978, it's not very likely that it would have it. So we can offer those sorts of things. But what I would suggest is anyone that is, is wondering about services, just go to our website. Uh, it's pretty easy. It's homeproflkeys.com. All of our services are listed there. All of our pricing is listed there. We're very open. There's no hidden anything. If you want to know what it costs to have an inspection, look at our website. Everything is published. And we offer very rapid service. We try and get everything turned around right away. And like I say, we try to do as much for our clients as we possibly can. Yeah, you guys have been great. I will say that I do like your website uh, because I do find it very easy. And I send it to my clients when they're looking for a home inspector. I'm like, go check out the website. There's all the pricing, what they do. It's nice you have it all laid out. So then there's no guessing. It's just like, here it is. Here's the information. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you. And and the other thing, too, is is that they can also, they can even schedule their inspection or request an inspection online uh, as well. But I would say anyone who has a question, please call our office. We're out in the field most of the day, me and the inspectors, but Cindy's here at the office. She is brilliant. She'll get anything done for anybody. And if there's something that people have questions, I'll return their call in the afternoon or the evening when we get back in and answer any questions that they might possibly have. Our number here at the office is 305-451-0740. And again, our website is www.homepro.com 
flkeys.com. And I say anything we can do to help anyone, we'll be happy. Perfect. Thank you so much, Mark. And you've actually answered my questions of how they can get in touch with you if they have any other home inspection questions or wants to schedule an inspection. So that's great. They got your website, got your phone number. So I really appreciate it. And I appreciate you coming on our show today. Oh, well, thank you so much for the opportunity. It's wonderful. And I do appreciate it. Thanks, April. Thanks, Mark. Well, thank you all for listening to my show, the Florida Keys Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, April Struess. And if you have any real estate questions regarding the Florida Keys, please feel free to reach out to me through my website at www.floridakeyssearch.com or give me a call at 305-399-6297. Have a great day.